Here's the skinny on your anxiety levels and how to keep them in check during this time of uncertainty. Things are changing rapidly. We heard that from the prime minister yesterday. We heard that from our uh, public health officials yesterday. And today the premier has declared a state of emergency in Ontario. Uh, that's got to raise your blood pressure a little bit. Dr. Michael Lavera joins us right now. He is a clinical psychologist and associate professor in human kinetics at Laurentian University. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for being here. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm nonstop making sure I'm abreast of what's going on and the latest with the situation of COVID-19. And that can seriously stress people out. You say one of the best things people can do for their mental health right now is try and keep calm. But, I mean, this is not a normal situation. What do you mean? Yeah, it's not at all a normal situation. And, and one of the, the the suggestions might be to take occasional breaks from all the information that is flowing in. Like you mentioned, uh, there is a lot of stuff coming in and it's hard to, to parcel out uh, what we need to retain and, and what we can discard. Okay, so uh, what do you recommend? You're the expert. Uh, well, there's a few things. I mean, whatever semblance of routine that people might still have uh, available to them, I would encourage them to continue to engage in them. Um, regardless of what happens, people will still need to eat and sleep and prepare meals and, and clean houses and, and tend to children if they have any. Those routines, um, uh, for which we often have a lot of control over, uh, should be maintained as best we can. And all those situations for which we have no control, we try not to focus, and we would encourage our patients to focus on that which is within their, their influence. Yesterday I was talking to a woman, uh, a Juanita, who lives in Taiwan, and she was talking about how they have managed through self-isolation to come out on the other side, and she had said that they only had 46 cases in Taiwan and one death. And here's what she had to say about that in, in, well, on empowerment, well, if we could. Certainly it is not a community spread issue here, and I think that that is of compliance from the people. And yes, it induces fear, and yes, we felt afraid and nervous, but more so because we were informed. Uh, I think we felt empowered to do what we could as individuals for the collective good. So all of this information that's coming at us daily, I mean, it is rapidly changing, but should we be looking at it from the perspective of knowledge is power in this situation? And is that a proper way to look at it so that we maintain some semblance of, um, you know, uh, rational thought and um, calm. Yeah, knowledge certainly is power in these circumstances. And, you know, we're blessed in this country to have world-class clinicians and world-class frontline workers and researchers who are toiling away very hard for us. And uh, they can be trusted in times like these uh, to know how to how to proceed with, with our uncertainty. So really, and that's the biggest psychological effect here is, um, you know, our species intolerance for, for, for uncertainty. That's what creates the anxiety. Right. We're not good with uncertainty. So do you feel like people are worried about the wrong things in these situations? Um, I don't think they're worried about the wrong things so much as uh, uh, sometimes our behavior gets the best of us. And one thing we know is that when we're in states of panic, our capacity to solve problems effectively goes down. So really the trick quite often is to regulate one's emotion to the point where we're still good at problem solving. And also, you know, this whole thing of social referencing. So people look to each other to know how to react in, in uncertain times. 
Um, so children look to their parents to see just how bad things are. And we need to show leadership and uh, self-regulation in those times. Is, is social media, can we start to use that as a tool so that we can spread that feeling and, and the, the feeling that you're not isolated and, you know, share our coping mechanisms? I think in the absence of being able to physically meet with loved ones, uh, that is certainly an important alternative. Uh, the caution there, of course, is the information that's coming to us through social media. And that becomes a little trickier to try to triage in terms of uh, its reliability. I understand that it's important that, you know, during our self-isolation, we don't um, ignore people that might actually not be with with individuals. Loneliness is a big problem. Loneliness uh, can lead to depression. What do you suggest people do? Yeah, that's very much part of the whole health picture here is uh, things like loneliness and depression will, will compromise our health in really important ways. I think those circle of people who are close to us that are loved ones uh, need to be uh, reached out to. And whether they're in a chronic care facility or elsewhere, there, there ought to be uh, phone calls made, uh, um, you know, whatever people are, are able to, to use at their disposal. Let me ask you a question about coping mechanisms. What would you recommend people do to lower their anxiety level? Well, sometimes it's it's good to answer two questions. And one question um, is, uh, am I overestimating the danger? And sometimes we might be. And the other question we can ask is, are we underestimating our ability to deal with the danger? And if the answer to those questions is, uh, is yeah, uh, then we need to rethink about it. Other things are more about controlling the, the physiological responses to anxiety. Uh, you know, things like trying our best to be active physically without interacting, you know, in large groups, mm-hmm. um, getting some fresh air and sunlight on our faces can also help. So if we can and while we can, we want to go for walks. We want to make sure we do things that exercise that you could do at home, maybe yoga. Uh, what about mindfulness meditation? I've heard that's pretty great. Absolutely uh, brilliant. I think that'd be a great adjunct and, you know, um, while also being mindful of what our uh, clinical experts are telling us and they're telling us maybe not to to mingle in playgrounds and, uh, you know, be around too many other people. So we have to be really creative in how we we, uh, take advantage of uh, our time outside and uh, with our families. Doctor, I want to thank you for your time. My pleasure. Take care. Dr. Michael LaRiviera is a a psychologist, and he is also an associate professor at Laurentian University talking about ways to manage your anxiety levels, which, you know, hey, admittedly for some people, they are going to be higher right now. Make sure you reach out to people, especially people you know that already do and are struggling with some mental health issues. Make sure you know that, uh, make sure they know that you are at least there to talk with them because there's always the phone. You have that thing in your hand that you text on, always the phone.